Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 48, and um, the Premier season is over. The this post is the end. The post-Premier League depression hits hard. Hold your breath and count to 10. Um, Chelsea got to count to like, was it 12th, 13th? Jeez. Mad. Um, but yeah, it's over. It's, it seems like the season went on forever and also went by in a flash. But we're here today to give you our review of the season. And by review, we're going to be giving you our Premier League team of the seasons. We're going to be looking at some awards. So sort of like young player of the season, manager of the season, all the uh, all the normal stuff. But we'll do it better. And we're going to be giving, well, giving you a little look back at our predictions from the beginning of the season and seeing how badly we got them wrong. So stick around. It's going to be fun. Um, but starting with just a little bit of a recap of the final day of the Premier League, there wasn't too much going on at the top of the table. Villa got um, Europa League, or no, uh, Conference. Conference which League, Which is amazing. Yeah. You Shout and I are doing an absolute job. I tw- did you see I tweeted from the board draw account. I was like, um, I see a lot of you, man, that got Aston Villa close in your predictions. And... They're trying to get away with it. Like, that's what they thought was going to happen. They Steven thought everyone was going to come in. And I was like, don't act like you predicted Villa to do good. You predicted Gerard to do good. So you can retract that. You should, I think wherever they predicted Villa to finish should be like minus 10 places. 100%. And I feel like if if I knew Emery was going to be there, if I knew Emery had a full season with that Villa squad, I said from day dot that Villa squad is good. They but make Gerard good signings, man. was wet. So, if we were to get rid of Gerard and get in a good manager like Emery, I'd predict them 6th or 7th in a heartbeat. Big claims. Big claims. Um, but yeah, so the bottom of the table was sort of where all eyes were. Everyone had an eye on the Everton game, we had the Leicester game. game. We have, so, we were we the had pub, Leicester we had, versus... Yeah. Leicester versus... Who did Leicester play? Uh, 2-1 win uh, against West Ham, West Ham on yeah. one TV. And then New- uh, Spurs against Leeds on the other TV. Spurs-Leeds was sort of like, sort I don't really know why that was on because Leeds needed a massive victory. And it was a washout immediately. Leeds went like 2-0 down in like 10 minutes. And I yeah. was like, oh, that was a waste of that's time. That's over. Then. They should have switched it to Yeah, the, uh, they didn't switch it to the Everton game. But the Everton but... game was really exciting. Um, I think they sort of went for it. Yeah, it was 0-0 for a hot minute. And Leicester were winning quite early doors in their game. And so everyone was like, oh... Everton could go down here because Leicester putting in a good performance. They needed a win and so did Everton. But bloody Abdullah Decore. Who else? Yeah, I just what I thought was weird is that I, I, I was looking at whilst I was doing my team of the season today. Harvey Barnes, I think, has got like 14 goals this season. Harvey Barnes is quality. He he's he's a quality player. Is it outlandish to say good season? That he didn't play like for an extended period of time. Barnes better than Madison? I know they're different. Nah. Players. Nah, but Barnes is really good. I think Barnes is quality. Barnes is better than Matoma. I think... Uh, I see people... Oh, okay, we'll get around to this later, actually. So I'll, I'll bite my tongue for now. But, um, Keep it what locked was, away. What I was going to say is, did you see Newcastle are interested in, in Barnes and Madison for 40 apiece? I feel like you can get them for cheaper. Well, fucking... I saw Southampton, who have been relegated for a hot minute now, value James Ward-Prowse at 40 million. And I was like, I don't think you've got the facilities for that big man. Yeah, I don't think... Doesn't he have like a couple of I mean, the only and... the only thing is that like, he, James Ward-Prowse is like a different beast because he's, what he offers you at set pieces. We spoke about this in previous podcasts. He offers you so much. Mm. Like he is, he's a bags man in terms of like 
he'll get you points from positions that you shouldn't get points from. James Madison, it, whilst he's very good, there are alternatives. Yeah. And Harvey Barnes is probably other alternatives as well. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see because Leicester, I think uh, now they've gone down, they've gone down with the biggest wage budget ever. They're going to be in big, big trouble. I was going to say, what do you think this means for Leeds and Leicester? Two clubs that pretty large, obviously. Leeds are a massive fan base, massive city. Back in the heyday, they were one of the biggest clubs in England. And Leicester won the Prem more recently than a lot of big clubs like Arsenal. Won the FA Cup. Um, Man United, they've won the Prem more recently. They've a European tour. So Leicester are a big club. And for both of those to go down, what does that mean for them? I think, start with Leeds. I Talk to me about me. I'm looking at the championship table, uh, the, the new championship table. It's looking juicy, mate. Oh my god, am I scared? It's a long day for QPR. Oh mate. my god, we're gonna be, hmm. mate. Really? But well, all relegation think- battle could go hard though. It's stressful. I would rather not. Oh no, you'd rather be in a like promotion battle or a title winning battle. But like, it's better but, than like a mid-table nothing season. I don't know. Because like, if you get I, the last day of the season and you get an Abdelai Decore winner in the 90th minute to see you safe, that is gas. I mean, I, I sort of semi had that because we had to beat Burnley. Like, yeah, he, like that was kind of amazing. But I'd rather not be in that position. Um, but yeah, the championship table is looking stacked. Yeah, looking very very big stacked. teams. And um, Luton, the fact that Luton have gone up. After having, a, you got a table with like you got Burnley, Sheffield United, you got other big clubs, you got Norwich, you got West Brom, you've got Watford, Watford yeah. like you got teams like Middlesbrough yeah. who's just getting better and better. Coventry will be definitely right up there again. Um, it's going to be really, really difficult. Sunderland as well. Sunderland are a massive club, and they're going to just get better and better. It's going to be really hard. I don't think it. it it's all about who you, sort of what kind of style these teams go for. I think Leicester. They keep a hold of like one or two star players. They keep a hold of like Ian Nacho or something. They've got like a 30 goal striker. There. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, him or Pats and Dakar, if they keep one of those two. I think Vardy will stay. Yeah, and then Vardy off the bench in the champ will be Yeah, hard. I, I think Vardy will stay. But then like Pats and Dakar or Ian Nacho is your starting striker in the champ. That's goals, mate. Like, I think Ward or Iverson is fine. I, I, don't, think so. I don't even think they're championship. I, no, but I don't think, I don't think, like, I don't think it's going to be like a a point where they're going to lose out on points because of that. it's not like they've got like bloody I don't know who's like Joe Lumley or something like that I think it I, I, don't, think, I would get a keeper in but yeah it's going to be weird I, I can't imagine these teams they might one of them might go for broke and be like right we're going to just keep spending and just hope we get promoted I think what's like the commonality amongst Leeds and Leicester what I've noticed as they go down um, I've got a lot of big name players that just aren't going to be there and it's about what they do with the kind of squad after they lose the big names because I don't know if you go down and you keep your big names so you see like Watford obviously they didn't go back up but they kept Ishmael Star, they kept Jao Pedro Burnley they keep like the crux of their good players well, Josh Burn- Burnley did quite well because they, they sold off like a few of their bigger players they sold mm-hmm. off like Dwight McNeil yeah um, uh, Tarkovsky Tarkovsky yeah um, Nick Pope Ben Mee Ben Mee so yeah they sold off like quite a few of their big players but they invested really smartly. Like you can get championship quality players for a tenth for the price of a Premier League quality player, yeah. and they invested properly. But they invested they heavily. They outspent like the entire league. Mm. But it's because of what they sold. Yeah. So you can do it properly. And Burnley absolutely stomped the league. They've got players like uh, Teller, who was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, t- uh, Matson as well. Yeah, Crazy, like yeah. really outrageous players. Um, 
yeah, and they done it. They done it really well. So yeah. you it's, can do it. It's it all doable. about recruitment, and for me, that's what worries me. Like I was saying, so they're going to lose some big name players. Both these teams. So I saw Leeds today. There was like Brendan Aronson in his contract. Um, there's been a clause where he can leave now. They West said Kenny's already, already on the train. On the train home. Um, bloody, I can imagine Rodrigo will be gone. Um, Willie Nonto. Willie Nonto. I think City and Arsenal are looking at him. So a lot of their- Anthony Alanga. 10 million price tag. 10 million, Mad. that's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's so interesting. So these big-name players are going. And then with Leicester, obviously, Tillman's out of contract. Madison will be gone. Barnes will be gone. Um, Vardy, Daka, uh, or Iheanacho. One, any, one or two of them will be gone. Um, and then so they like, signed on Johnny right Evans wing. Tete, he's been gone. Johnny, Johnny Evans, Evans will be gone. Castagno will probably be gone. So it's, it's going to be a completely new Leicester team. It's a but recruitment situation. They've got players like... Um, they've got um, Kinnan Dushby Hall still. Yeah, Harry Suter. Harry Suter, who I think will stay around. Yeah. Uh, even someone like, I don't think Luke Thomas is that good, but he'll probably do a job, job in the championship. Yeah. So like, is, is um, Justin Thomas still, what's his name? James Justin. James Justin, yeah. Is he still there? The most injury prone guy. Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, he's quality He was though. good. Like, for me, the entire season fell apart at the back. Like, they had like, Armati playing centre-back for like, just time. Yeah. They've got players like Ndidi, Nampalas Mendy as well, who were like, meant to be really good. Indeed, he was really good. He's had the mighty fall off. Yeah, but so yeah. it's all it's gonna be very interesting. Don't think it'll be easy for them. No. To be honest, out of all the three relegated teams, I think will uh, do well to go back up. I think Southampton will have the best time of it. Yeah, well, that's uh, well, my next point was gonna be that it is all about recruitment. And out of these three teams, I'd say Southampton, like I said, has got the best recruitment, got the best young core already there, which is not the reason they went down that they signed a lot of young players, but it didn't help that they signed only young players and not enough kind of play prem proven players. But when that young bunch either they sell it on or they mature together and get them promoted, that'll be solid for Southampton. They've got a good recruitment structure. And I feel like Whereas, their team is being looked at like as potential transfer targets less than like you're only really looking at like Lavia, James Will Prowse. That's probably it, yeah. Like they've got play they've got Armstrong who's good, Che Adams who's good in the championship. Like Yeah, they got that Alcaraz but they just signed he's So they've got they've got like championship yeah, no, quality, I think quali- their, top championship quality players. So their just structure as a uh, as a club is better than Leeds and Leicester. I think Leeds and Leicester have had an absolute fall off in terms of kind of the way their club has run in like the last two years. Leicester were one of the best run clubs in the league when they got to the Premier League title and then they kicked on, invested smartly, um, got. European pedigree played around with like the top six they were trying to bust in they were one of the best run uh, clubs in the country don't know what's happened recruitment's gone off the grid so many either poor signings or like the summer window I think they made one signing in the summer window whatever it was and we were just rinsing them for was that. it they, they they signed uh, was it Fesh right at the end or was that Suto yeah. in January Suto oh, in January yeah Suto was in January I think it was just Woot Fesh in yeah. the summer because they lost for and, they lo- and they lost Schmeichel who was massive they lost Fofana. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with the way Leicester's been run as, as a club at the moment, but it's completely different to like the the club that bust into the top six. So that needs to be taken a look at. And then Leeds, I think in the championship will run really well. I think Bielsa and the owner had quite a good relationship and had had the club going in the right places. But then, I don't know, a lot of quick-fire, poor decisions from Leeds, like sacking... Bielsa kind of could have been done could have been done but like I think it was a weird decision to make at the, the time the weirdest decision they made was backing Jesse Marsh I don't mind Jesse Marsh backing him heavily 
signing all these American players and they're not giving and them signing time. players from like from the art uh, the Red Bull sort of like mm. system and then just sort of pulling the trigger pretty quickly after it didn't start going right immediately yeah yeah it was yeah it was it was a strange decision especially because I like the idea of if even if Jesse Marsh couldn't get it working I think him with that group of players he would have kept them there because he was the one that pulled them in all these American dons like you said if they sat Jesse Marsh, there's no way they're going to stay if they get relegated because the the American Don that was like, yo, guys, do you want to see me up in the league? But I think, it's yeah, just, if, if, you, if, like, them off. if they go down with Jesse Marsh, they come back up straight away. Exactly that. But it's like, weird it's, that it's they a, pulled a couple like of weird clearly figures. a one-season thing. Now they've got no manager, no director of football, no the owner's looking to sell. It's fucking... It's all, all their it's, Dons are leaving. Yeah. So it's a mess at Leeds and it's Leicester. Rough. I think Southampton are probably... Where did... Where did uh, we're going to look at our predictions from last season. Where did you have uh, the boys... Should we start from top down? Le- should we talk about Leeds or would you start from Let's top start down? from top down. Top so, down or bottom up? Let's do bottom up. Bottom up. Calm. Bottom up is rough. Yeah, so we'll stinker. take you for our predict- uh, predictions. There's some stinkers here, not going to lie. You'll have to read it out because I can't read that from here. All right, calm. So Luke, I'll do Luke's relegation free. Was Nottingham Forest in 18th, Fulham in 19th, and Bournemouth in 20th. So he had... I was looking good at, for Bournemouth in at December. And then, <laughs> yeah, then Gary O'Neill... Start of the done. season when they Gary lost like 7-0. Uh, so he had all three promoted teams to get relegated, and none of them did. I had... Do you know fu- the last time that three... <laughs> <laughs> I saw... I was watching a podcast and someone said, Oh, it must have been like... Decades since that last happened, and I was like, "Nope, no, the answer. Shut nope. up, yeah, you scumbag." Sooner than you think. But um, stay tuned to episode. I had find out. two of the promoted teams going down. I, I had Fulham in nineteenth, like Luke, and Bournemouth in twentieth, like Luke. So that's uh, an apology from both of us on those two teams. Fair play. They, uh, I mean, fair play to Bournemouth. Fair play to Fulham, but Bournemouth blew my mind. Gary I had shout out. Everton to get relegated. Also, so fair play for me. For thinking right. they'd be in a relegation battle, but fair play to Luke who got them bang on at seventeenth position, avoiding relegation. Fair play. Go back to our predictions episode. I actually predict the step on the final day. Did you? No, I can't remember. <laughs> but Maybe. yeah, fair play to both of us. We knew Everton were going to be shit. So if it, if I did predict that, I'm going to go back and find Cheers out. If Everton. I did predict that, it's going to be like a transition. Right, working up the table. Luke had Brentford. He done Brentford so dirty. Luke had Brentford at 16th place. I prefer not to speak. It could have been clouded by hatred for Brentford. I don't know. But 16th place when they finished but did top they, half. Did anyone expect them to get better this season? To be fair, I had them at 15th. I was going to gas myself up. I only had them a place higher. Right. I had Nottingham Forest at 16th. You, just skipped, you just skipped Aston Villa. Oh, I don't want to talk about Aston Villa. Actually, yeah, fuck it. Let me talk about Aston Villa. I brought it up earlier. So this is I where predicted they would have finished, or probably low with Gerard. There should be some kind of metric for working out the final standings if each team sticks with their manager the whole way. Maybe they just bring in a rule where, like, as shit as your manager is, you actually can't sack him during the season. Just so people that make predictions at the start of the season can be proved right at the end. Because I, I know oh. that if Steven Gerrard had the whole season... Aston Villa would be 17th or relegated. 17th or lower, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to be like, cheers to Gerrard, mate. Yeah. Um, 
I don't have anything to say. It is what it is. I but predicted that they would change manager halfway through the season. Smart club. But, I don't know if I say that. Yeah, they nah, well. run well. And tackling Gerard for Emery, that's got to be... That's got to be one it of the best stories. for them to lose Dean Smith in the first place. That's got to be one of the best upgrades in a hot minute. Name me a better one. In the comments, name me a better one-to-one managerial upgrade. It's like going from one to the next. Not like four down the line, they get a gem. What's the best one-to-next manager upgrade? Antonio Conte to Ryan Mason. Who did Liverpool have pre-Jurgen Klopp? Rodgers. Was it Rogers? Rod- yeah, it was Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. So that's not as big no, but a jump. Rogers was got Rogers like was a second good, place yeah. finish. I think. Yeah, Rogers was good. I was going to say if it because part of me thought it was like Roy Hodgson. They had Dalglish in for a and bit, they had Roy they? Hodgson for a bit. Yeah. If that was if it was Hodgson to Jurgen Klopp, that would beat Gerard to Emery. But I think Gerard to Emery is probably best one to one I can think of. I'm going to post that. That's a good question. Who did West Ham have before Moyes? After Moyes? Before Moyes? Was it Slaven Bilic? Can't remember now. They had Allardyce in for a bit, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's oh, what about Allardyce to Eddie Howe? Was that was it part? No, it was. Was it? No, Newcastle Brucey. had Allardyce. It was in. Bruce. Oh, yeah, it was Steve, Steve Bruce. Bruce. That was because the the touchline. It wasn't could it? be Steve Bruce to Eddie Howe. That's pretty mad. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting right. one. Let's bang out the, <laughs> the let's bang out the bottom half of the table, and then we'll uh, take a break and give you the top half review. Bosh. Okay, well, these are all teams that just... So we had Southampton... Equal, well, I won't go through all of them. This is long. But we both had Southampton at kind of mid-table. I had them 14th. Luke had them 13th. I think the, my they were the worst one team here in the is Brighton. I had Brighton in 12th place. Did them a little bit dirty. Well, I mean, did, could anyone expect them to have the season they did? They literally finished 6th place higher. Europa League position. And they lost their, like, outstanding manager... Yeah, halfway through the season and got better. Yeah, because I feel like we were talking about them, and in the video we were like they could lose Graham Potter. Yeah, and maybe that was sort of why. And that's probably why we had them. It would have been than... a great idea for for us to watch back our prediction yeah, video. But... It could have been, but um, I think maybe. maybe us thinking they'd lose Graham Potter and not replace him with someone better is what clouded our judgment. Because there's no way, yeah, you predict them to replace Graham Potter with a better manager. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you had Leeds as well in 11th. I think that's if they'd what? Kept Jesse Marsh. I I don't know why I like Jesse Marsh. Um, I Wolves in but I quite 11th. Like, I quite like Jesse Marsh. Uh, so yeah, I think our biggest uh, stinkers were not back in the Mine's newly all the relegation promo- boys. Yeah, the promoted boys. And then maybe me, Leeds too high. And Brentford too low for both of us, really. And then Brentford too low. Yeah. Well, come back after the break where we'll be hitting you up with our Look back at our predictions. Top half. For the top half of the table. Gosh. We're back. Top half predictions from the beginning of the season. Oh, wow. Some of these are pretty far out. Um, so, yeah, in 10th place, Roz has Brighton, who obviously finished in 6th. I had Palace, who finished in 11th. 11th, yeah. Great season Five for Palace. Chelsea. I did back the boys. They had a good uh, transfer window. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Leicester for ninth place. I think that's where people, that's where they should have been around there. I had them lower, yeah. That's good for me. Well done, mate. That's not bad, man. And then we uh, both had Crystal. Pa- well, I had Crystal Palace quite high. I had eighth, and you had them tenth. And that's interesting because we both seem to back Patrick Vieira, and we should have been looking at Woy. It's all about Woy Hudson. Woy, 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 Woy. <laughs> that's nice. Another interesting one. Ooh. West Ham in seventh for you, and West Ham in sixth for me. 
Where did they finish in the end? 14th. Which is actually better than I thought. They were they, they were, were flirting. flirting. Yeah. And then like towards the end of the season, the they last like, up five, six wins, games, yeah. they've started picking up points. Yeah. And they're through to a European final. We're actually filming the day of the Europa League final. Sevilla versus Roma later, which is going to be a tasty affair. But um, the one that I'm looking at right now is I had Newcastle in eighth. Eighth. And no, you I had them in ninth. And this is a hard one to predict because they bought in Eddie Howe and mm. they had obviously this massive takeover and they brought in a couple of players, but nothing really too like mind blowing. And they just kept performing and kept performing. And do you remember the season before this? Like he, I think Eddie Howe came in in like uh, like December sort of time. Kept them up. Bought in uh, like Trippier and a couple of players and kept them up. And then it was just like an onward progression from there. But we didn't think it would get much higher. And it just, they kept going and yeah, going and I going. Yeah, I think it screams of us kind of underestimating how quick. Not that we didn't think he was a good manager. We thought he was a good manager and good signings, good squad. We just didn't think it happened this quickly. We think, I kind of thought two or three seasons. And then they'd be flirting with Champions League. Well, we always thought he was sort of like an intermittent manager. He was going to be there for like a period of time to sort of keep him safe, stabilise the club. Mid-table, And then they're going to go for a big, big name. Kind of like an Unai Emery or Jose Mourinho. Yeah, something like like that. But yeah, we didn't think they'd go from fighting relegation last year to Champions League this year. Thought it'd take a couple of seasons, but fair play to Newcastle. So yeah. Straight into Champions League. I had West Ham in seventh. I had them in sixth. Yeah, it's not great. But let's talk about the big six, because this is where people always get a little bit um, butthurt about predictions, about who's going to make top four, blah, blah, blah. So, missing out on top four for you, you had Man United and Arsenal in fifth and sixth, which is what happened the year before. Yeah, I didn't expect Arsenal to do what they did. I don't think anyone did. I had Man United in seventh. So I'd done them dirty and I had Chelsea fifth, West Ham sixth. Chelsea, I think, are an anomaly. Like, no one would have predicted that downfall. I'm enjoying it. I predicted fifth for Chelsea and I love to see it. Well done, me. Um, Luke had them in fourth, so we didn't think... They finished 12th, man. They're shit. That was a victory. It is a victory because I had them... You predicted that they didn't finish in the top four. That's a moral victory. Because no one predicted (laughs) um, as shit. But everybody predicted them... Top four. Yeah. Not me, though. Um, And then, yeah, so we've got my top four. Man City, I think. Big dub for Everyone's going to imagine yeah. that. But we both had Liverpool in second place, which is where I can imagine finishing next season. Nope. But you know, time will tell. Time will tell. They obviously had a really rough start to the season. They actually finished the season quite strong. I think they were, like went on like a seven-game win streak. I know, did they... They drew with Southampton on the final day of the season. Yeah, they can't, you can't let four in against Southampton. That was a shocker. Yeah, but... They were pushing for Champions League at that point as well. Not that they would have got it, but you've got to win that game to put yourself in the conversation. And to lose, uh, to draw four all was a shocker. And then, yeah, third place, I had Spurs. Shocker. If they kept with uh, Conte, they would have been third. Disagree, but I think they would have got Champions yeah, definitely League. Definitely disagree. But yeah, and then... Um, I had Chelsea in fourth, Arsenal in fifth. Mad. I think best prediction of the entire thing is me predicting Arsenal third. We finished second. I was going to say second, but I didn't want to get too many shakes because that was right at the start of our podcast as well. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, Arsenal, Arsenal dead. So I put them third. We had a good season and I backed the boys and I'm going to do it again next season. Is what it is. Yeah, no, it was... um. 
it was an up and down prediction from us. That's I don't think great, th- all I think all. this might be one of the craziest Premier League seasons. Yeah, there's like, too many like big guns and shit. And um, you had Chelsea just absolutely stinking the bed. You had West Ham who like fell off from their like heights of yeah. European glory last season. You had teams like Leicester just completely crumble. Fucking Spurs finished what ninth, eighth. It's it's been a rough uh, season for a lot of teams. And you had teams like Brighton, Brentford, Newcastle, um, You can't expect us to look at Aston Villa at the start of the season with Steven Gerrard in charge and give them any higher than relegation zone. If this has taught us anything... If this has taught us anything, it's that the season is long and hard. And that pre-season predictions mean absolutely nothing. Right. Do you know what does mean something, though? Our team of the season. Our team of the season. Because we've had the whole season to decide on this. And it can be very, very easy to do a team of the season. I've tried to make it a little bit different on mine. And I know you have as well. We've both gone for a really funky 3-5-2 formation. I think that all just boils down to the fact that you need Harry Kane and Haaland in this team of the season. You can't you can't get rid of both. You can't get rid of one. Because honestly, this Harry question Kane's I've, season is mental. I've seen qu- the question posed. I'm going to pose it to you. Who had a better season, Haaland or Harry Kane? Erling Haaland. It's I'm not gonna, even close. I'm going to say Harry Kane. Individually, Haaland. Individually, Harry Kane. What? Doesn't make any sense. It does not. Because I think just if, like if, just like saying, "Hey, Harry Kane had a better season than Haaland," doesn't make any sense. Harlan's gone 30 he, goals. he broke like the hat tricks in a row record. He broke the goals in a season record and he's joined Henri's goal um participation or whatever it is. Goal involvement. Like yeah. mental. I and he's all for agree. a treble in his first season. You yeah. can't overlook it. And I, and it's but like you in the world where you could, Harry Kane has had probably the best season that uh, best of season, anyone yeah, anyone life. in the last like 10 years or something I don't know like maybe Salah's like crazy season yeah. before but it's been meant because he's done it in such a terrible team that's the thing like, it's so, like I don't want to but what are the parameters for like better if you put Haaland in that Spurs team is he scoring more or less than Harry Kane oh probably less probably less probably less and if you put Harry Kane in, in that Man City team does he score 36 goals I think he gets pretty close pretty close yeah, yeah. I mean does he score 8 more goals effectively potentially yeah right do you know what I mean so it's one to ponder they've both got to be in the team of the season because arguably they've both had the best seasons I in think, the league and I think you've got to like you've got to just give credit to Harry Kane and people have it's been overlooked this season how well he's done because of what Haaland's done mm. but you have to if give wins credit the Champions League I think he then it's an untouchable season if Haaland gets the Champions League oh I think it's an untouchable season anyway Nah, but because he scored 36 goals, mate. I guarantee next season he scores 40. So it's not an untouchable season because he'll do better next year. But that's that's because of him. That's mental. Yeah, I know. You're saying it's untouchable like it's never going to be broken again. It'll be broken again next season by him. Yeah, but no one else is going to get close to that. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. He can get close to that. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 still mental. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. I think it was but, a given that in our team of the seasons, yeah. we're both going to have Harry Kane and Haaland. So that's our top two. We'll start from the back now. We'll though. go from the back. In we goal, both got the same you. formation: three at the back, two DMs, a cam, and two wide players, and two boys up top, and then Harry Kane and Haaland. So I'll start in goal. I've gone for Nicholas Pope. Is he? Is he a Nicholas? I don't know. I assume so. Um... There's a TikTok Don that I follow on TikTok that TikTok cuts hair. Don. And Nick Pope is one of his customers. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think 
you got to shout out the Newcastle defence. I think maybe barring Man City, and maybe I, th- I don't know the stats. Have they got a better defensive record than Man City? They might do. Mm. I've actually got the fucking shit here against. Yeah, well, they Joy. got drawn. Uh, drawn? Yeah. That's not a word. They both conceded 33 goals. And not that solely down to Nick Pope, but him and the likes of Sven Botman, Trippier, the way they command that defensive unit. Um, I just think, yeah, fair play to them. To go for a team, like we said earlier, that was battling relegation last year, these are the kind of players that you need to become an elite team. You need the really good goalkeeper. You need defenders that are a unit. And I think Nick Pope is part of that. So you're in my team of the season, Chief. I think it, it goes to show something that we haven't, Got near to considering David De Gea, who won the Golden Glove. Yeah, but for me, I went for Allison from Liverpool because I don't think there's actually a better keeper in the league. I just, uh, I agree. But I also can't overlook the fact that if he wasn't in goal for Liverpool, yeah. they probably would have finished bottom, like bottom half of the table. <laughs> Probably, like he was outperforming his like goals against, like ev- like his save percentage was insane, incredible. Yeah, like he was doing absolutely disgusting. They only could see forty-seven goals. <laughs> only that's not great, though. I mean, you could see forty-three. Yeah, I know. Were... But the, uh, genuinely, the last ten games, we were like relegation form. It was, and I think he is an outstanding keeper. And I think this season he's still been the best performing keeper in the league, like on an individual basis. I think you put him in front of the, that Newcastle defense or that Man City defense, even that Arsenal defense in front of him. Oh yeah, he's the best keeper in the league. He he could see like three goals. Yeah. Van Dyke had the worst season of his career. Konate and Matip couldn't like pick between them. They were just both like pretty average. Trent was like a bin boy for like the first three quarters of the season. And no one's really talked about Andy Robertson, and that's like a problem. Fabinho has been terrible. He was in the floppies. Floppy, big hard floppy from Fabinho. So I'm gonna give a throw a bone to Allison. I'm not. He's done enough in his past. Um, he's had enough glory. I'm going to give it to Nicholas Pope for coming from Burnley to Champions League Newcastle. Fair play to my guy. Let's Our talk- back three is quite similar. Yeah, let's talk about the the other Newcastle Don. We both. I couldn't got leave him out. Trippier, even though we're not playing a right back formation, we've got him tucking in at centre back. What I've got in my mind, yeah. He's like, oh, I can't. I can't tell you yet because you don't know my midfield. Genuinely, no one cares. Um, <laughs> why? Do, why do we got Trippier in the team? He he just the minute he came into and I'm talking about last season. The minute he came into that Newcastle team last season, he turned it around and he's taken them to new heights. Yeah. And I, I can't remember. Was it like the Euros where I was like, why the fuck is Trippier playing? Like he's not oh, even. The same. And he, I think he played left back in one of the yeah, games yeah yeah uh, because what was it Chilwell and Croatia, Luchel, maybe, both or, or something and he was he was excellent yeah and set pieces phenomenal he's got like really good um, I think he's like got really good um, like shot inducing actions or something like shot that induce- so yeah like um, Act- so he's involved in a pass or a play which then results a in a shot, yeah, like yeah. directly involved, direct involvement. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's just incredible, and I think he is just everything you want in sort of like a leadership like aspect of your team. I watched the uh, high performance podcast that he was on with fuck Jake Humphreys. Jake Humphreys is a wet don, but uh, it was quite an interesting look at kind of like Trippier's career and how he went from like uh, Man City. I didn't even know he started in Man City, but Man City to Burnley to uh, Tottenham. Atletico, uh, Tottenham to Atletico, blah blah blah. 
and he was talking about how he got the call from Eddie Howe and he had to take like a massive because everybody thought the he joined Newcastle for the dollar but apparently he took like a massive wage cut to come to Newcastle because imagine that's not the case anymore can imagine he's on fat stacks now but um, took a massive cut just so he could come back to play in England um, and feel comfortable again blah 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 and yeah, I think it was just like the perfect signing at the perfect time. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. So, yeah, so I, could, good I couldn't forward. leave him out my team. So good and defensively. And it would be too hard for him to be in my team if I played a forward-back formation. And I think he'd do a job at right centre-back. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we were shouting for England, to be fair, if we were like trying to get Trent in. He's defensively so good. He always puts in tackles at the right time. Well, you know and how, you know how they like play Carl Walker at like that right centre-back role? Yeah. Tell me Tripp's going to do the same thing? Yeah, 100%. We both got, as well, in the middle of the three... The best centre-back in the world. Best centre-back in the world. He's absolutely revolutionised Man City's um, formation. He's the reason their formation switch worked. Yeah. So, like, all the success they've had in that, after that change, it sort of comes down to him. He's playing that, yeah. that right-back into CDM role. And it's been phenomenal. Johnny Boy Stones, round of applause. You've been outstanding. Um, well done, mate. And yeah, I, probably one of my players of the season. I think he's so good. He's like, um, he's always uh, been described as the Rolls Royce of defenders, but he actually is. Imagine though, England have got the Rolls Royce midfield in Ro- Ro- Declan Rice <laughs> and Bellingham, Jude Bellingham. Yeah. And the Rolls Royce, maybe Rolls Royces aren't that good. Fast. Or are they? Because John Stones is good. He's like a Lamborghini, mate. Just the way he cuts about with the ball is just so. He's so nonchalant. Do you remember against Real Madrid in the uh, semi-finals, and he's like, he's like in just outside their boxing. Mate, he dicks about now. Uh, Pep's just gone to him. No one can do you tackle. see what no Kev's done you. for like the past three or four yeah. seasons. Go do that as well, mate. No one can tackle you, and he's not going to have the same passing range as, as Kevin De Bruyne. No. He's not going to have the same like shooting ability. But no one could tackle him. No. And he wins the ball high up in the pitch. So He's crazy. Like, Pep, most of the players on the pitch now, apart from, I'd say, like, Rodri and Diaz, who are like, you stay defending, you just tidy up in midfield. The rest of them are just like, you fucking dick about, and you'll win. Which is crazy. Left centre-back, we've both gone for an Arsenal boy, but two different ones. Do we want, have. Do you want to go with yours? Yes. I've gone for Gabriel, who... I, I've gone for Saliba. And Luke's gone for Saliba. I... Was on the I fence think there's about a reason. There's a reason that you didn't pick Saliba because he's been injured for half the season. Yeah, I think. But for me, Saliba is the better defender of the two. But I think because Saliba is this young buck uh, that Arsenal were like loaning out, and everyone was like, "Oh, what are they going to do with him? We signed him for thirty million. We're letting him rot away." Blah blah blah. He had like all the limelight on him. He is so good, yeah, that no one's even talking about the video anymore. That's when you know that, he's that is that is that is. Do I need to say more? And like, do you reckon him and Kolo Moani were like shit? We need to. get He good got at injured, yeah. And Arsenal fell off. Fell off. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. I know, it's, I know, it's more, just more, it's more than that. Yeah. I, I saw a TikTok today where a guy was like, Arsenal. He didn't say Arsenal didn't win the league because the Queen died, but he said it was a factor. And I was like, <laughs> he actually no, but he actually had a really good point. He's like, you were going to play. I think it was in February. You were going uh, to play City, play City then, and yeah. you were like on like eight wins in a row, like dominated wins. City yeah. just like drew against Copenhagen, lost against Liverpool. You know what that is? The ripple effect. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's mad. Anyway, on. Saliba, Saliba got injured, podcast, and you could tell there was a big gap in the defense. And I didn't think anyone expected him to be half as good as he was this season. Yeah. And for me, they've got an absolute shining star. Although apparently he doesn't want to sign a new contract at the moment. Apparently he wants big P. He wants I, he screams PSG's me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I have got Gabriel. I think he's so underrated. 
Like he's, I think, yeah, he would be my underrated eleven. He's so good, available all the time. I think he came second in most consecutive minutes played behind Tarkovsky. A few goals as Gets well. Gets his fat head. The picture we've got here of him, he hasn't had his Turkish hairline done yet. But now that he's got a nice little hairline going on, he gets his head on everything. And I think he's so underrated. And yeah, just one of the best defenders in the league, but it doesn't get shun enough light on because he's next to an actual Rolls-Royce and William Saliba. Yeah, fair play. And I think Gabriel might deserve to be in there because he had to deal with Rob Holden for like <laughs> yeah, 10 flat. games. But there's um, shouts like, I've seen a lot of people say uh, Martinez from Man United. Yeah, I was going to put him in there, but I think Man United didn't, live up to the expectations I had of the season. Sven Botman. And yeah, Botman was going to be my pick if I didn't get Trippier I in there. I saw some freak have Lewis Dunk. I was going to have Levi Colwell maybe. I saw another guy have Levi Colwell, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players who could be in there. Let's quickly burn through our CDMs. So we both have Rodri, who I think has been outstanding. He goes under the line limelight quite a bit. Like, he doesn't stand out and I think that's what you want from him. Best DM in the league. I know there's a discussion him, Casemiro, Thomas Party, Declan Rice. Rodri is the best. Uh, we, we've said multiple yeah. things on this podcast. We always give you the wrong information, but Rodri is the best. Yeah, Rodri, Rodri, Ali, and I think Man City will keep him for years to come and he'll be, he would walk into any team in the world. I've got Casemiro as my other DM because I think behind Rodri, he is the next best DM in the league. So getting the team, he yeah. scored a couple of. I didn't think he had that kind of goal scoring edge about him. Yeah, he gets has goals. That header against Chelsea was beautiful. Yeah, gets goals. I um, yeah, he like turned Man United around. He did, yeah. When he came facts. in, so that can't be understated. Um, and for me, I've gone for Caicedo, Arsenal bound potentially, who or Chelsea. Bound. I think has. I mean, he just is phenomenal. Yeah. Like just Basuma obviously left Brighton. He Graham Potter's left. And Caicedo's been like, I'm that guy. Him um, and I was going to have uh, a Stupinen in my team. Oh. But I couldn't justify it. He yeah. he just missed out. He's in my honourable mentions. But yeah, yeah. Caicedo, I think he is outstanding. So I think he's good. going to be so good wherever he goes. And he's so versatile as well. I've seen him play at centre-back, at left-back. He's going to do an absolute job for yeah, whatever team he goes up. to. I just hope it's not Chelsea. So yeah, he. he but I, I wanted to give a, at least one Brighton player in my team. So yeah, what's this guy say though? Him and Rodri, is anyone getting past them? Facts. Should we do our cam? We got the same cam. Both got the same cam. Martin Odegaard. Just, I've seen people have Kevin De Bruyne. Don't even talk to me about Kevin De Bruyne. I don't even think he's Kevin, been that Ke- good. I think he had like. Kevin had a fairly decent he season. He has a couple of standout he, games. No, he, he, he was good he, in the Champions top League campaign. in the league, man. Like, he is good. Good in the Champions League campaign. But he hasn't... He, he's underwhelmed me this season. In the there league. is... Martin Odegaard, double-digit goals, double-digit assists, um, captained his team to their highest-ever points tally. He has Contributed to be with some massive moments. There's no way Martin Odegaard doesn't get in this team. And I think he only gets better. Only gets better. I think he only gets better. And I've seen PSG sniffing around, my boy. Get your dirty oil-money-laden, murderous hands off him. When we come back from the break, we're going to give you our final two picks for our teams of the season, and we'll hand out some awards. Let's go. We're back for the final part of our big season roundup, and um, I'll post them on Twitter as well if you want to have a look through them. But yeah, um, let's move on to our... So we're playing a 3-5-2. We're playing three centre-backs. We've got the two DMs. We're giving you our 10. Now to give you our wide players, our sort of right and left wing players. Um, Where are we starting? Starting on the right. So, so who's going first? Should I'll you go, go, yeah, I'll go, go first. first. I've got Mohamed Salah, who 
hasn't had a season up to his standards. But I think it just goes to show how good oh, his standards stand- are. Oh, yeah, he got 19 goals and he had 11 or 12 assists. Crazy. Which is insane considering how bad Liverpool have been. Without him and Alisson, Liverpool would have been but probably finishing below Chelsea. Um, he's He had a lot to deal with this season. He lost his boy Mane, you know. Well, he's had, Mane, he, he's probably going to come back. To he had place. Trent, literally, Trent just permanently trying to destroy his career. <laughs> yeah. And then he had to have, deal with the midfield of Fabinho Henderson, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. Like, it was all just a mess. No one knew what was going on. Curtis Jones be cooking, though. Like, it, it, and I felt bad for him. Yeah. And he, 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 he like, that game Still against Arsenal, I know he missed the penalty, but he was, he was like an absolute engine that game. And he always turns up. He always turns up. Yeah, he's a big game player. Can't out, yeah, I can't, state how much he the way he tore apart Man United in that 7-0 the day he leaves the Premier League is going to be so sad he deserves I haven't got him in my team but he's in my honourable mentions now just and because of the way he turned Martinez in that 7-0 we'll talk- do you know that meme of Martinez running the opposite way the butcher that is for that reason alone for providing that meme Salah gets player of the season I've decided because that meme is gonna anytime Man United. You know what I mean? My like, yeah, is the Rudiger run. It's <laughs> funny, like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just for providing that meme, you get into team of the season. Because who have you got so on the right wing? I've Ross. gone for my boy Bukayo Saka. So good, so so good, and we're doing uh, awards later, so I'll delve a bit deeper into Saka then. But I think to pull, I, I was talking about Odegaard as well, but him and Odegaard. To kind of this, the team's so young, and to do what he's doing at his age, like you said, they can only get better. And he's signed a new contract. He's a fucking Arsenal boy, and yeah, I think he's the best right winger in the league. For me, <coughs> I couldn't have him over Salah. Salah, the goal contributions in a worse team say everything. But I couldn't leave him out my team entirely. I've shoved him on the left. Such a scumbag. Shove them on the left, mate. Mate, can you imagine? I'm going to do Gareth Southgate, yeah. Trippier, Stones, Saliba, Saka left back. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that to him. But I think he is outrageous. I think he's an absolute flying talent. I think he was overplayed this season. His fall off towards the end of the season is clearly a result of the amount of minutes he's played. Yeah. Um, And I think if Arsenal want to keep the Saka at his peak, and, and really see how far he can go. They need to get someone in who could challenge him and also isn't a massive downgrade. So when he comes, he can like yeah. be rested and get a few... I've uh, seen this like reignite contract talks with Reese Nelson. I think that'd be nice, but maybe yeah. a step up. Moose DR would be nice. Something like that. But yeah, I couldn't leave up my team. Um, so yeah, that's my final team. I'll just uh, hand over to you to round it off. My final player, my left winger. Uh, I'll tell you some people that I think this guy is better than. Matoma. Yep, agreed. Marcus Rashford. Disagree. Jack Grealish. Disagree. Uh, Louis Diaz. I think he's better than all of them. But he doesn't get enough of the limelight because the star boy is Saka. Phil Foden. He's better than Phil... No, I don't know about that. But um, he's better at left wing than Phil Foden. Um, I think Gabriel Martinelli is the most effective, direct... Hungry left winger, probably player in the league, mate. Uh, the way he fucking every game is just like, I'm gonna go for you. 
no matter what fullback you are. I think he's so good. What do you get? I think 16 goals this season. And towards like the back end of the season, after January window, he was rotated with Trossard. So to get 16 goals, so good. He's so young, like Saka, both of them 21 years old. Only way get better. So good. For me, he's just, he is outrageous. I don't want to hear people talking about Marcus Rashford. He had a, a purple patch that led to nothing. And we said that about Rashford, that if he doesn't score goals, he does nothing. And Martinelli brings something. Martinelli, just him and Saka, they'll affect the game in other departments where Rashford doesn't. So, yeah. Martinelli. So, yeah, rounding up your team, Ross, you've got Nick Pope in goal, a defensive line of Trippier, Stones and Gabriel. Then you've got Rodri, Casemiro in your holding roles. You've got Saka out on the right. You've got Martinelli on the left, Odegaard in the 10, and then Kane and Haaland up top. Was there ever any doubt? I've Four got, Arsenal players. Can you tell us about Arsenal? <laughs> I've got Alisson, Trippier, Stone, Saliba. I've got Rodri Caicedo in the middle. Salah on the right. Saka on the left. Odegaard through the middle. And then Kane and Haaland up top. Let us know down below who we missed out. Who would be your team of the seasons. Uh, there's no right answer here. I mean, you could do... The, the parameters change for everyone. Some people do the players that they've enjoyed the most to watch. Some people do it purely by eye test. Some people purely go off stats. I'll post these on socials. Give us your thoughts. Give us some players. If you've even had an absolute howler, let us know. Luke said there's no wrong answers. If you put some wrong answers, I will come for you. So, Ros yeah. has got a few awards he wants to hand out. I do. Um, just to, before we round this up. Player of the season, Ros. Um, funnily enough, earlier in the episode, I said, who's had a better season? Harland or Kane? I said Kane, because I'm a cunt. I think player of the season has been Erling Haaland. You need to be controversial, aren't you? Yeah. No, I think if Haaland, if Man City somehow don't do the treble, I'll give it to Harry Kane. I'll retrospectively come That's back mad on... for you because you're actually an Arsenal fan. Come back on another you podcast. You hate Harry Kane. I, I hate Harry Kane. I hate Spurs. I hate everything they stand for. But I'll retrospectively come on this podcast if Haaland and Man City bottle the treble. Can you bottle the treble? I mean, yeah, I suppose. You <laughs> um, I mean, Liverpool bottled the quadruple. Yeah, but yeah, if Haaland doesn't do the uh, the treble, I'll give it to Harry Kane. But right now that the treble is on, we haven't had the FA Cup final, we haven't had the Champions League, but City look good for them both. If I get the treble, it's Erling Haaland. Yep, I agree. That's all to be said on that. Young player of the season. I'm just gonna hand this off to you again. We've both got the same answer here. So we're doing under 21 year old because the we're Prem, 21 and under. Yeah, they do under 23s. And fucking, mad. that's pretty much every single player in the league at this point. No one's signing like 28 year olds. At that point, yeah, like you said, no. And the good players this season, fucking Erling Haaland, um, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, they're all like 23 and under anyway. So you can't win both. That's boring. But under 21s, we've given it to Bukayo Saka. Yeah, I don't think anyone's individually oh, no. done, done more for their team. In games where Arsenal were dead and buried, he was the spark. He is... He's the boy. He is maybe the most exciting English player at the minute. I think he might be. I mean, him, Bellingham, see that goal he's Foden. Wolves last day of the season where he like cut in. He's just an outstanding player. There's not too much to say on about him because he does all the talking on the pitch. Manager um, of the season, Luke. Oh, my manager of the season is... Just you could go for Pep, like he's done it again. He's on for a treble, but that's a bit boring. So I feel me, like the previous two questions we had answers stored. The next, I think we got four more questions. Five, 
We haven't got answers stored, so we're just going to do these off the cuff. Me, I'm going for Gary O'Neill. A few more managers have impressed me so much. He has doesn't have the resume behind him. He doesn't have the players in front of him, and somehow he's got Bournemouth up to where they finished. Like, I don't know. Hold up, Bournemouth 12? finished fifteenth on thirty nine points, five 15. points above the drop. Oh, literally, he took over from Scott Parker, who is an absolute waste man. Um, after like a what was it nine nil against Liverpool, he looked dead and buried. Bournemouth looked like they were renegade, and somehow he went. He's just he made them hard to beat and he's done everything right and he sort of went a bit unspoken for so I'm speaking for him Gary O'Neill my manager of the season he, he got a shout out from Pep when Pep got his award did he? can we talk about why Pep got the award mate they've seen uh, obviously he's very good obviously he's when, just the best of all time we're not slagging him off we called him a genius last episode so City fans take your fucking fanny out don't know why I said that um but have you seen City's away record against the top 10? I think they've got one win and it's against Arsenal. We won't mention why that's bad for Arsenal. That's embarrassing. But he still won the league. He won the league. But I don't think he's been as good as... This hasn't been like the best uh, season for Pep. It's about to win the treble. And other teams have had a better story in their season. And one manager that I think needs the award... Is Roberto De Zerbi, my fellow Italiano. Talk to it. it, I say. Phil. I do rate it. I rate the pick. I think he's he's done something. But then they got smashed like 4 1 by Everton, whether it was. Yeah, but like, mate, freak results happen. And he plays great football. He exciting football. Great, and exciting football. Game changing football. Yeah. You've seen Pep say that no one has come to the Premier League and had a game changing style. Um, like De Zerbi. and I think stuff like that just... and he had a big job on his hands taking over from Potter like we said he's like no one expects Potter to leave and Brighton to get better he's done that other honourable mentions Europe. Eddie Howe Eddie Howe Arteta Unai Emery Emery Marco Silva yeah there's good dons but we've gone for Gary O'Neill and Roberto Thomas Frank Tutto bene. Yeah. grazie mille but yeah congratulations guys Here's signing over award. the season are we doing like Sky Sports where because Harlem got player of the season for them, they didn't give him signing of the season? I might just go for like a rogue. I'm going to go uh, Purvis is stupid. And... Not, just a shout. One of them um, fucking went for Morgan Gibbs-White. Good player. but No, yeah. I, I think that he's, he's done well. Good. He's probably but... the reason they stayed up. Him and our knee. Not signing of the season. Mate, uh, I was going to go for um, Kilon Abbas. Or Anthony. Kaylor Navas. No. no I'm, I'm going to go for Purvis is stupid. They lost Cucurella. Yeah. They lost Emmanuel Hub for the season and he's been probably the best left back in the league. I'm Maybe gonna, apart from Nathan, Nathan Nake. I'm going to go for Erling Haaland. You're so boring. <laughs> You're so boring, man. Uh, underperforming Twitter, player. Twitter, Twitter. I'm going to comment you if you have dead opinions, man. I will. If, if anyone gives me that Haaland isn't signing the season. Of course he is. Well then boring. shut your mouth. Alright, I'm going to do this with the asterisks, yeah. <laughs> it's not Haaland, it's a stupid I'm going to different. Okay. Underperforming player of the season. Go on in. I don't Spin know. I, I, I haven't really thought of mine, but yeah, I'm going to no, go for... Right. I'm just gonna go I was going to go Michaela Mudrick or Cucurella. I might go for Cucurella because he's a Cuc- bozo. Cucurella's a shout. He's a bozo. I'm going to go Son. I know everyone's like, oh, he's still got decent numbers. He's been shit. 
Oh, I thought this was signing of the season. Under Why would you go for Cucurella then? What are you waffling on about? Cucurella, I thought it was underperforming signing of the season. Now, underperforming player of the season. Oh. Can be a signing there. I'm going to go for a Cucurella. <laughs> yeah, what are you chatting? Bozo, man. Yeah, nah, he is. he's a washed guy. And I saw his comment, so that, you know everyone does like an end of season post on Instagram. It was like, uh, sorry for a bad season, we'll get better next year. And I was sorry. like, mate. I was like, shut up, you're crap. Uh, I'm going to go Son. Like I was saying, everyone's like, oh, no, he's still got decent numbers. Son, for a hot minute, I thought he was better than Harry Kane. The way he affects games, I was like, this guy's good. He hasn't affected a game all season, apart from that one where he came on against Leicester and scored a (laughs) hat-trick. That was against Leicester. And I had him in my fantasy team as captain. So love him for that. But you're my underperforming player of the season. Underperforming team of the season. Surely both had the same. Leicester. I was so Chelsea. My my answer was actually um hold on I actually did answer this one. I didn't answer this. Oh, my performance play was actually meant to be Lingard. Ah, but you can't get my performance yeah. play if you didn't play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea slash Leicester. Yeah, I think so. I'd Leicester. Take obviously, the signs were there. You have Chelsea. I'll have Leicester. Or but yeah, Chelsea, mate. Like, how could you just do that badly when you spend that much money? You sign. You could. You have the whole world at your fingertips, lad, and you fucks it. Like honestly, like I've never seen you, you, your American owners. Like, sorry guys, I'm gonna. St- Why is he get- he's Australian? <laughs> hey man, I've spent so much money. Uh, sorry about that, mate. The Monopoly man is gonna send him to jail. Yeah, he cannot pass go and collect his two hundred million on like a single player because he yeah. is done. He is dusted. And um, just the but, way you sat too like, cool when like, there's no sense. You bought in a baby yang. No sense. And Raheem Sterling, like I see, I see the idea there. Get like prem proven players, but like it's just not it. Like you just like the center of the pitch, yeah, is where you were struggling. Like your midfield was diabolical, and I think I know Kovacic. I rate Kovacic and I rate Kante, but Kante was out for like the entire season, basically. Yeah, you got two keepers in goal, yeah, who are worth like eighty million and sixty million, but they can't stop a goal a shot. Like it's it's terrible. You're yeah. signing bloody Cucurella, bro, and you're signing um, Koulibaly, and the best player is Badashile. He's your best centre back by a country mile, mm. and then you just can't get a striker. Thiago Silva. It's like how's a 38 year old? Like just you're throwing money at it and hoping it works, and it's just mm. like it's clearly whoever's making these signings is a bozo. They can join Cucurella at clown school. Okay, underperforming team. Yeah, Chelsea or Leicester for us. And then overachieving team of the season. Are you going to back Gary O'Neill's boys? Or someone else? No. I'm going to go for Aston Villa. Are you? Don Unai. I don't think they have it. Even with their team, I don't think they have any rights to be in that position. I I think that's the reason I don't have them as overachieving. Because like I said, if I knew about Emery pre-season and looked at this squad I'd give this squad 7 or 8 Bro, they were they were done by Christmas man. but it's genuinely all Gerard was that bad I think there's a squad there and given a good manager which they have now that's a 7 for 8th place squad and that's what it is so I'm going to go for overachieving team Fulham yeah Fulham could have been a shout because we both had them in 19th place and for them to finish 10th Nine nine places higher. Marcus Silva, great job. We had them as this yo-yo club that spends money unwisely. Mitro doesn't do it in the Prem. 
All of that proven wrong. Spent money very wisely. Mitro kicked on. Marco Silva spent had the tactics. money. Spent it in the Prem. But uh, yeah, no, very good. Uh, those are the awards. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed the Premier League season, 22-23 season. It's not over yet, though. Being emotional. It's not over yet. We have... Um, do you want to make a prediction for this weekend's... Um, FA Cup. FA Cup final between the City and the United. Uh, Anthony, my guy, has been injured. I don't know if he's going to be fit, but I think Man City slapped them 4-1. I'm going to agree with a big 4-1. I'll go 3-1. Just be different. 3-1 prediction. Um, oh, Luke, should we talk about how I beat you on the predictions for the season yeah. and tell the fans that you're sorry? That yeah, you it's, been, it's been rough. Me. I had a good start and I fell off hard. I don't think I got like... I just had some rough weeks. Ros had some pretty consistent Ws. Shout out uh, the FPL winner. We did a post about that. Um, if that's you... Get in contact. Yeah, get in contact. We've got a prize waiting for you. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed getting involved. Thank you for everyone that did get involved. We've got a couple yeah. of banger videos lined up next. We've got Champions League preview next week. And then a big, special, juicy episode 50 with some special guests. So get excited for that. And very, then very special. A very excited summer ahead. Yeah, the summer, we'll get the Como video, we'll get the IX video out, just give you something to watch during the dry summer months. And uh, we'll be hitting you up with still the weekly podcast, um, talking all things transfers, doing some team previews, everything like that. So don't worry, guys. The season's over, but we're still here. Still but yeah, here, um, you just started to do all our stinky predictions for like a nice little two-month break. But thank you very much for watching, guys. Um, as always, subscribe, man. Yeah, come on. It doesn't on. cost you anything. We're nearly at 200, um, and we'd really appreciate it if we could go into the new season on an absolute blinder, be part of it, because um, we're not going anywhere. But yeah, thank you very much for watching, guys. Comment, let us know about our stinky teams of the season. Yeah. But yeah, it's been board draw. The season's over, and it's live. Come on, I'm going to get a wagon, mum, as my son. <laughs>